Ciao. The month of July seemed to fly by like a blur. Much has happened in our busy market since we celebrated Canada Day, with the most notable being a 1% raise in interest rates by the BOC. You can listen to my previous podcast for a detailed breakdown of the rate increases and announcements. Interest rates are the hot topic right now as the BOC tackles historically high inflation. We ultimately knew this would happen. However, the pace of rate increases is what has caused temporary uncertainty and the resulting temporary shift in buyer sentiment. In this episode of the Real Estate Podcast with me, Nico James Bach, a broker at Royal Page Signature Realty in downtown Toronto, I'm going to share a few more insights into this new rate hike environment and what it means for the resale, condo, and rental market in the GTA. What is important to acknowledge is the need for housing has not changed. On the contrary, it has only increased. This fact is clear with record-setting rental rate growth and occupancy levels in our markets, along with significant demand witnessed for properties that are marketed with sharp pricing strategies in high demand price ranges and areas in the GTA. Supply issues, however, continue to persist and will be a key factor in stabilizing our residential market sooner rather than later. Although we won't have the July TREB stats until later this week or early next week, we will likely see the early signs of prices bottoming out already. As anticipated, transaction volume will likely be down from last year. However, I believe we will experience less of a price decline month over month which will be the early indication of reaching a more normalized market. The good news is the BOC changes are having the desired effect. Although it's not easy to accept this change in such a short period of time, it's a strategy that will move us to a healthier level faster and put us into a position to start on a stable growth trajectory. This past week, the 5- and 10-year bonds have dropped to their lowest level since April which has resulted in some lenders already reducing their fixed-rate mortgages. The chairman of the U.S. Federal Bank stated this week that they may not have to raise rates as much as earlier estimates. This is another indication that we are close to the end of our rising rate cycle. I anticipate a further rate increase in September of 0.5% or 0.75%, after which we will likely see the BOC pause for the balance of 2022. I also believe we will see the BOC reduce rates as early as Q1, Q2 of next year. This will start to bring more certainty to our market and allow for more buyers to confidently enter the market and build on the strong foundation we have witnessed over the past 20 years. We are at the tail end of our transition between an ultra-low rate environment to a normalized rate environment. These types of transitions are never easy. However, as I have said before, patience for homeowners and investors has been profitable. It's not timing the market, but time in the market. The longer you hold on to real estate, the more profitable that real estate will be. Going back to the June stats for a minute, 
the GTA market continued slowing in June due to a number of factors, which primarily include a balancing in activity levels following the record-breaking pace in 2021 and early 2022, their impact on purchasing power caused by higher interest rates, and a shift in buyer psychology with expectations of further price declines. The adjustment in prices towards their more stable level has been swift, with average values down 14% in the past four months, and some parts of the market experiencing a greater than 20% correction so far, which is not unlike what happened during the initial months following April 2017. While the rise in rates has nearly had a proportionate impact on prices, it appears the market is also in some ways adjusting itself for future rate increases as many buyers remain on the sidelines. As the Bank of Canada remains focused on raising its policy rate potentially up to 3% or higher from 1.5% in June, in the short term to combat soaring inflation, implementing its largest moves in decades, the housing market will continue to be impacted by the shock to demand. However, the current outlook supports a short-lived contraction for housing as inflationary pressures may be reaching an inflection point, with commodity prices having dropped in recent weeks. Already, five-year Canada bond yields, which are used to price fixed-term mortgages, are starting to come down slightly, which should take some pressure off the housing market as variable rates continue to rise in the coming months. So long as the impact economic slowdown caused by monetary tightening is mild, which is the current consensus view, housing activity and prices should begin to recover in 2023. This is supported by the current half-century lows for unemployment, record levels of population inflows underway, and growing number of qualified buyers waiting on the sidelines and facing a soaring rental market. More on this later. Importantly, current supply levels remain historic norms and a, below historic norms, and a number of studies have been recently put forth that show a massive structural undersupply of housing in Canada, particularly in the GTA. This, along with a very low level of mortgage defaults and forced selling, should help keep a floor under prices as they continue to adjust back to their fundamental level following the excessive run-up that occurred over the past three years. Sean Hildebrand, president of Urbanation, the organization that uh, supplies Royal LePage Signature with its market stats, joins BNN Bloomberg and talks about the GTA condo developers that are delaying new openings with a focus on finishing projects already underway. However, prices are expected to hold firm and low inventory and high demand costs. Real estate consulting firm Urban Nation has released a new report on how the condo market is performing in the greater Toronto area. Despite a slowdown in sales, there is some positive news for those who have invested in a condo. Well, joining me now is Sean Hildebrand, president of Urban Nation. Sean, I wonder if we can first just start out by, you know, sort of painting a picture, if you could, of what activity has been like in, in condo development in the greater Toronto area over the past couple of years. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Um, so in the initial months following the onset of the pandemic, um, pre-construction sales activity slowed down uh, quite remarkably. Um, developers were holding back on new launches. 
but as we came into 2021, we saw a record number of new condo sales in the GTA. Um, and that momentum carried forward into the first quarter of this year. And then with the latest numbers, um, we did see a, a bit of a pullback in sales activity. There was just under 6,800 new condo sales in the second quarter. That was down uh, about 24% uh, year over year, um, but inventory levels still remain low. In fact, uh, current unsold inventory in the GTA new condo market right now is 20% below the 10-year average. So with demand staying pretty high and, uh, and inventories staying pretty low, um, we still had continued upward pressure on new condo prices. In fact, the average uh, price per square foot for new unsold condo was up 20% year over year. It's reaching a record high in the second quarter. Can you break down those, those categories for us? So unsold inventory, would those be um, new condos that are you know, waiting for occupants or are these pre-sales that are you know, still under construction? Yeah, the vast majority of that unsold supply would still be in pre-construction. So in Toronto, uh, developers are required to sell uh, at least 80% of their units before they're able to qualify for construction financing and proceed on the development. So uh, the unsold inventory that we're seeing in the market has, has really not even broken ground yet. Okay. Now, in, in terms of what you were expecting to come to market this year uh, in, you know, that pre-sale category, uh, how has that, you know, come in under the mark of where you were expecting it? Yeah, with, with, with sales reaching new highs last year, and, and, and again, as I mentioned, that momentum uh, carried forward into the first part of this year, uh, developers had huge plans to launch new projects in the GTA. And we were looking at around 35,000 new condos that were expected to come to market as pre-sales in 2022. Uh, in the first half of this year, we had about 16,000 uh, units launched. There's been a, a couple of thousand in, in July, um, but it looks like we'll probably fall short by at least 10,000 units from that target. And, you know, to some that might not seem uh, problematic because, you know, you look around Toronto and there's a construction crane on, on every corner. It, it seemingly, you know, would, would, would appear that we're building enough condos as is. And uh, to be fair, there is close to 120,000 uh, new condos in development across the GTA right now, which is a record high. But as we've been seeing quite clearly through the rental market, because that's where a lot of this new supply ultimately ends up, uh, we're really not building enough. And this is, you know, the right time to start ramping up supply because, you know, in, 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 in the condo market, there's typically a lag of at least five years between uh, pre-sales and completion. So realizing that uh, demand is, is going to recover from, from this current slump and, um, you know, demographic-driven demand coming from record high levels of immigration uh, in, in the future uh, is going to require more supply. Uh, the problem is that new construction condos in Toronto are primarily financed through uh, private investors, right? Mm -hmm. Individual investors that are buying these units uh, as, as, uh, as, as rental investments for the most part. And so they're very, very much subject to cyclical changes, uh, whereas, um, you know, the population just keeps growing and that need for housing keeps growing. So you think that potentially these developers are, are delaying or canceling because they're, they, you know, expect... Uh, that the people who would be buying are, are feeling a little less uh, um, or feeling a bit of a chill from, from higher rates, perhaps? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, even though when you buy a pre-sale unit, you don't need a mortgage right now. You're not going to close on the unit for several years down the road. But um, the expectation of, of higher interest rates and their impact on price appreciation certainly does factor into buyer psychology. 
Uh, and, and as well, because of how high prices have risen versus rents, like the current cap rate on a condo is about 3.5%. The current government of Canada bond yield is close to that level. So, you know, there's 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 not, you know, the, the most attractive economics, I'd say, of investing into condos right now. And, and in fact, you know, when you look towards the second half of this year and in the years to come, uh, it's, it's probably going to be the case that the majority of condo investors are, are going to see negative cash flow. So, you know, encouraging them to continue buying uh, is, is a difficult proposition uh, prior to interest rate increases, and it's, it's, it's even more challenging now. And on, on, on the cost side, developers are having to deal with, you know, really, really high construction costs, development charges that are, that are escalating very quickly in the city, uh, lengthy approval processes and, and timelines, um, labor shortages, and uh, you know, it's, there, there just doesn't seem to be much room for them to adjust pricing in this current environment to help to drive uh, sales activity higher. What sort of impact are you seeing on on prices of of the pre-sale condos? Are they uh, easing at all? No, they've they've stayed pretty much where they where they have been at, at record highs, and uh, they're up twenty percent year over year. Um, because you know, of we've, tight we've inventory. Yeah, tight yeah. inventory. And you know what? The projects that are launching, um, you know, they're still doing okay. They're not rapidly selling out as they did earlier in the year, but more than half of the units that were brought uh, to the market as pre-sales in the first quarter uh, were sold by the end of the period. So, you know, there, there is still sales that are happening. So there really isn't much of a need for, for new condo prices to adjust quite yet. And, and as well, looking at the resale market, condo prices in the resale market haven't changed a whole lot either. So they're down about four and a half percent quarter over quarter. Whereas in the low rise market, we've seen much steeper declines. Um, so the biggest change I think I've seen in, in terms of pricing is just um, a little bit more flexibility as it relates to deposits. So, you know, lowering deposit thresholds from, you know, what was normally maybe 15% in the first year uh, to stretch that out over a longer period of time, or perhaps lower it to 10% in some projects that are perhaps further along, uh, lowering that to 5%. So uh, you heard Sean talk about the condo market, resale condo market, as well as the GTA rental market. So that's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to go through the GTA rental market stats um, and uh, investigate how they uh, are being impacted by the uh, high interest rates uh, hikes. The GTA rental market strengthened considerably in the second quarter due to a reaccelerated population growth, near record low unemployment, and a sharp reduction in home purchasing power as interest rates increased. For the fifth consecutive quarter, rental demand outstripped growth in supply, causing market conditions to tighten significantly. Condo lease transaction activity in the second quarter remained close to the record high reached last year at 12,048 units, down by 6% while the total volume of condo rental listings in the second quarter declined 21% annually. Condo rental inventory dropped to a record low 0.3 months of supply, and the quarterly ratio of leases to listings rose to a record high 90%. This led average per square foot condo rents to rise 5.9% quarter over quarter, to a new high of $3.57 
uh, to, which translates to roughly $2,533 a month, with annual rent growth reaching a record pace of 16.7%. As the GTA rental market fully recovered from the effects of COVID-19 and the rents reached new highs, the smallest and least expensive unit types experienced the strongest growth rates. After seeing rents fall the most during the first year of the pandemic, as renters moved out of small spaces in the core, with rents down by as much as 24% for studios as of the first quarter of 2021, studio and one-bedroom units recorded annual rent growth rates of 25% and 19% respectively in the second quarter of 2022. However, when comparing rents in the second quarter of 2022 to three years earlier, studio units were still down by 1%. The largest gains in rents compared to three years ago were found amongst layouts with dens, up 6.4% for one-plus dens, and 9.4% for two-plus dens, as renters sought extra space while working from home during the pandemic. Rental construction stalls in the second quarter. As rental demand heated up, new construction almost completely stopped in the second quarter, with a low of only 87 rental starts, down from an average of 1,916 starts during the preceding four-quarter period. This occurred while 1,263 new rental units began occupancy, resulting in the largest quarterly de decline in total rental inventory under construction since Urbanation began tracking the data in 2015. However, at 18,976 units, the number of rentals under construction remained near a multi-decade high. It's interesting to note that long-term interest to purpose-built rental development continued to grow as the inventory of purposed rentals that have not yet started construction grew to over 103,000 units in the second quarter, up from just over 88,000 units a year ago. The GTA rental market was very strong heading into the summer market, into the summer months, sorry, which which uh, sure to place further downward pressure on vacancy and upward pressure on rents. The drop in new construction starts during the second quarter of this year may be partly attributed to data volatility. It was also likely impacted by quickly rising construction and developmental development costs, lay long delays in obtaining building approvals, rising borrowing costs, and tighter lending conditions. Yes, the buyer stress test is still with us. Housing affordability is at an all-time low, coupled with low inventory levels, put a lot of pressure on those looking to rent and buy in the GTA. As I mentioned earlier, the July stats will be coming out very soon. I'll conclude. I'll include those stats in my next podcast. That's it for now. Uh, do you have any questions or concerns regarding real estate, interest rates, mortgage rates, or the timing of your move? Reach out to me by email, nbok at royalapage.ca, or through my social channels, Twitter and Instagram, uh, under nico underscore real estate. Or direct message me through my website, nico.rollapage.ca. Ciao.